All right. So we left off with this idea yesterday on top of page Yudches. We're talking about how the Rotsun is the Pneumius of Midas, and we're talking about a idea that says East Rotsun v. East Rotsun. There are two different levels of Rotsun. There's the Rotsun that comes from above uh, Seichel, which is what drives the Seichel. Then there's a Rotsun that goes from the Seichel and goes into the Midos in order to drive the Midos in a certain direction. So those are the two different, uh, those are the two different Madregas that we're talking about. And in particular, we are talking about the Madrega of the Rotsun, the way it comes from intellect, from intellect down into Midos in order to drive the Midos in a certain, in a certain way. And what we said yesterday was that through our Avoida, we're able to recognize that uh, things that would normally give us tainuk, right? If we will fill our mind with it, the idea is that this is not good for us, right? That this is not the emis, right? So what could happen is that we will automatically not have the tainuk for that thing and will pull us away from it. We're not going to be interested in it anymore. So it's a matter of uh, working on our own brains in order to, to sort of change the course of what's normal, so to speak. Start with uh, two lines from the top. No, the second line on Yudchas. For you, it's on the, towards the bottom of uh, Yud Aleph. She says like this: Acha inyan hu kanal she tainug talui beratzun. That the tainug is talui beratzun. She im misalik ratzonim mizeh, eno misanig. If you will take your ratzun away from something, so then you will not have tainug from that thing. Which is an interesting point because usually we say. Uh, the Tainug is the Panemius and Ratzun is the Chitzonius, right, of Kesser, right? So therefore, if you have a pleasure for something, then you're going to have a, you're going to have a will for that thing, right? So something that is uh, delicious in terms of food, for example, so you, you're going to have a drive to go to uh, that particular restaurant, for example, just to use a simple example, right? So the Tainug is usually the inner part of it. Over here, now he's saying, if you will decide that you do not want this thing for whatever reason. So then you could also take the Tainug away from it, which implies that sometimes Rotson is the Panemius and Tainug is the Chitonius. So when you'll get to learning some above, you'll see that there's a, there's a couple of Maimarim over there which are going into this whole idea that is it that Tainug is the Panemius or is it that Rotson is the Panemius? Right? Because we see clearly that sometimes it acts like this and sometimes it acts like that. So uh, I'll leave it for your... Uh, Desire to go to learn to some of Hashem. Hopefully, maybe next year or something, you'll do that. Bizehu avoid what? You have a question? Yeah. So, explain here this idea of like painting from the time of these like things in Kashmir. But I always have the doubt like this book was written like many years before. Any difference between us now and when this was written? Was people are people. Like There's Tainuk for things over there. I don't think they had a Tainuk for sushi necessarily back then in, in Russia, but uh, they had Tainuk for other things, right? People are people. I mean, uh, the bottom line is that that's what we were talking about last night in the class on Kunjus <coughs> That, yes, it's different. You know, the Tainuks, they come and they go. They're different types of Tainuks depending on the ages, right? Uh, but uh, I don't think they had a Tainuk for a Ferrari back then. Um, but uh, but they had their own time. They had their own things that they were that they were being drawn after. 
right? And we have our things that we're being drawn after. You know, obviously we are much more magushim than they were 100 years ago or 150 years ago, um, just by the nature of the world. But uh, each one in its own level, right? So we have to fight our our uh, particular taivas, and they have to fight their particular taivas. Now there are certain taivas that you know are the same. Obviously, you know, they say that all taivas, right, are in terms of in general, it's the union of money or power, food, and uh, ladies. For you know, that's those are the three main taivas. So those three taivas are existing forever. That's just the way it is. Okay. So he says like this, Bizehu Avoida. So this is Araboda. She is Salik That a person should want to get rid of, take away his Ratsan from these Gashmi things. But Lo Klal. And it should get to the point that he does not want them at all. Like that is not what his <laughs> aim is for. He has to take away, he has to work on himself. That right over the course of a day. Most of us have different taivas for different things. Have different. Oh, I want this and I want that. And I, uh, I have to have this and I have to have that. And, uh, right? I mean, that's that's just human nature, as we were just saying. And so that's part of the avoda. Part of the avoda is I should not be wanting these things. Right? I don't have to want these things, as we're going to see in the end of chapter chapter base of Kuntras Avoda. Right? It talks about the story of right of Rishmul Munkas. That what happened over there? That that famous story. I mean, sort of, you know, we'll talk about it again when we get there. But it's going to take us a few weeks for sure. So it's not so bad. By then, maybe you probably forget the story. Then I could remind you of it. So. But uh, it's a very famous story that we talked about many times before. Most people know the story about when Shmuel Munkus was already still younger. That he was right. He was being like the shamish at the Febrengen, right? And they brought out the lung. Right, which apparently was a tremendous delicacy at those days. I mean, I don't even see—I don't think I've ever even seen it being served ever in my life. But in those days, that was the delicacy: eating lung, right? And uh, you know, he started off by dancing around with it, and thought it was very funny and everything like that. And then after a while, people started like running after him to get it until he finally threw it into the garbage can. And then they were very upset with him. You know, how could you throw it? It's Baltashis, right? It's you're wasting food, you know. What kind of business people got very annoyed. And then sometime later, the butcher comes running in and says, Yidin, Yidin, don't eat the lung. It got mixed up with the tray for lung. So then they're like, what is this? You know, you're like, Balruch uh, Kaidish here? You know, you know what, what, how would you know these things? So, and it says, the Fidik Rabbin in Sicha, when he talks about it, this is Sicha in Tavshin Gimel. You can read it now, they have it in English also. El Chayel Sicha from Tavshin Gimel. So he says, that there are even people that were Hasidim of the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid, the great giants of Hasidis that had a desire for that lung. Here was this young guy, right, who was, uh, you know, uh, how long is he by the Altar? A very short period of time, right? And so therefore they were like, you know, like what is going on here? So he said that that what happened was that from the first, me- you know, from the first meetings of, with the Altar Rebbe, right, the way they would do things by the Hasidim were that they would take upon themselves whatever they want, they're not going to do. Whatever they want. They, anything that they want, they're not going to do. doesn't mean it's bad or good. Just what, if they're not going to let, they're not going to give in to their wants. That's their avoda. And for a year, two years, they would work just on that before they really started working on anything else. Whatever they want, they don't do. 
I want chicken, I'll eat fish. I want fish, I'll eat chicken, right? I want to, to have two, two, two bites, I'll take one and a half bites, I'll take three bites, you know, whatever it is. I want to go outside, I stay inside. I want to stay inside, go outside, whatever. I mean, anything you want, don't do, right? You decide. Don't let your nefesh bahamis rule you. That would be their avoda. So he said that once, when he, he did that avoda to such an extent that he felt that he became so sensitive that's that's the idea. It was such a sensitivity that built up in himself to the extent that he felt such a desire to eat this lung. And then when he saw that there was such a desire from everyone else to eat the lung also, so he knew that it must be something that is not good with this lung. He didn't know what it was. He didn't know. But he said it's not a normal thing that everyone should have such an unbelievable desire for something that's not kosher, for something that's kosher. The nefesh alukis doesn't draw you such, to such an extent. The only thing it could possibly be is that the nefesh bahamias is everyone were, had such a draw for it, and then he saw that the nefesh bahamias is everyone had such a draw from it. He knew it had to be wrong. Now that's not something that, like, all of a sudden he heard a voice from heaven saying this is not kosher, or Eliyahu Navi didn't come to visit him and say this is not kosher, nothing like that. It's just that he became so sensitive in himself for, his, for, the, for the drives within himself that he was able to read the situation. It's sort of like an athlete. They're able to be so sensitive with their bodies that they could see whether they're a little bit off or a little bit on based on what they eat and based on what they do and based on what exercises and stretches and everything. They just become so sensitive that you, they, they're able to really uh, you know, read themselves. So this is the idea that he's saying here. That the bottom line is, this is the avodah. That you just have, you, you pull away your rotsun from gashmiistika things. That's how you do it. To the point that you just don't, you don't want them. That's not what you're after in life. Right? So, you, so this, is a, this is a huge avodah. Because our whole lives are about the Gashmiistic world. Our whole lives are about <coughs> right having and wanting and you know all the Gashmiistic things. That's especially for you know not especially for everyone. I was going to say especially for Balchu, but that's not true. It's especially for everyone because that's how we are in the world. That's this life. That's the way God made us this way. That's our avoda. Ki im Only something that's needed. Whatever is needed. I need to eat. So I can't fast every day, right? That's not appropriate. Right? I need to you know, eat healthy, right? So I need to eat this type of food, vegetables and whatever, right? I need to, right? I need to you know, do exercise, whatever. Okay, so you're not doing it because you have a taiva in running. You're doing it because you realize that you have to do exercise, right? Whatever. That's a different, that's a different story. That's a different story. So it says like this, Va'azlo yisaneg bahem. And then if you got to the point where you're not wanting these things, to such an extent that you worked on yourself, so you're not going to have pleasure from them either. It's just not, it's not what you want. So therefore, if you don't want it, you're not going to have pleasure from it. It's not, it's not interesting for you. It's not, where you're, it's not where your head is, so to speak. So he says, And you could also have the opposite point of view. This is a perfect example for a person who does like uh, works in, uh, you know, does working out in, in the gym and stuff like that. Right? If someone were to tell you, look, I want you to carry a bunch of rocks up a hill, you know, for the next half hour. Everyone would, oh, what are you kidding me? I'm not doing that. But if you tell the guy, okay, I want you to lift uh, weights. Oh, that, uh, you know, it's not fun. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not an enjoyable event, right? It's, it's like, it's hard. It's hard work, right? But who always said, it's our pain. 
right? Yisurim, right? Different afflictions, right? Of difficulties, right? He does it, lakach, right? He does it and he wants it, right? He wants to get work out. He wants to go to a gym. He wants to lift weights. He wants to, but why does he want it? Because he, in his brain, he has decided in himself that this is something that's good for me. Since it's good for me, so therefore I want it. But it doesn't make it that it's like enjoyable necessarily, right? However, it could get to that point. Now look, what's the key word there? Kolkach. It's interesting, right? He uses the word kolkach over here, right? So it's not that you don't feel the freezing cold of the Arizal's mikvah. You do feel it. But your will of wanting to dip in the Arizal's mikvah overrides the fact that you feel this pain. Right, it's a feel, right? It overrides that feeling. Because I want to go into this mikvah. I want to do this. For whatever reason, right? But I've decided I want to do this. I want to run 5K. It's not enjoyable. It's hard, you know, especially when you start running, right? You have to go through the runner's wall or whatever they call it, right? Until you finally start to get into the rhythm and stuff like that. It's not, you know... No one wants, you know, I think I'm going to crawl out of bed and, you know, go for a run in the dark, you know, before it gets light, you know, in the morning. It's not an enjoyable thing. But you you recognize that this is something that is good for me, and therefore I want to do it. And therefore, even though it's Yisurim, you don't feel it so much, the Yisurim, because you have a bigger idea in your head that this is what is necessary for me. Everyone's following the idea here? So where is this all coming from? Nuteva, where is this all coming from? This whole discussion. New Isaac, where is it all coming from? Okay, so where is it all coming from? New Yochanan? This whole discussion, where is it coming from? New? Yeah, the whole discussion that we've had this morning. Where is it coming from? What? Okay. That's right, the intellect. Very good. You see, Adam's on my, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> right? It's all coming from the intellect. This whole thing is coming from the intellect. Right? Everything that we've discussed here. It's not that, that cake is not delicious. Cake is very delicious. It's not that running is fun. Running is not fun. I don't care what any runner is going to say. It's not fun. I don't know. They enjoy it. They enjoy it, so they to speak, it. in the beginning. You know, they, it's not hard to get, get up there and start running. Right? They like the runner's high, whatever. It's not, it's not an enjoyable experience to start by lifting weights. You enjoy the way you feel. You enjoy the way you makes you look, maybe, and the way you, you feel afterwards. But that's all in your head. That has nothing to do with reality. It has to do with your reality. To the extent that now people could spend, like, you know, nowadays it's such a, you know, it's very popular going to gyms and stuff like that. You could have people get waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to the gym before they go to work. Right? That's not a normal thing to do. But for them now, it's a normal thing to do because they enjoy, they've, they've decided this is something that's good for them. This is something that's positive. This is a great experience. And then, they're, and then they've convinced themselves that this is also, it feels good. And it does feel good, right? You have the endorphins jumping all around your body and you're like, you know, you have that simcha going and everything like that. <laughs> but it's hard to get up at five o'clock in the morning in order to do anything, let alone go. And I think, I think I'll wake up at five o'clock in the morning so that way I could really work hard to the point that I'm, I'm schwitzing. Big time. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, it does make sense because if you convince yourself that that's something that's good for you, so then it's worth it to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning for you. 
So we see from this whole discussion here that it's all in the head. And then once the head has decided something, so then it could internalize that to the extent that it causes him to right, to be alive with this idea, whatever the idea is, or not be alive with this idea, whatever the idea is, whatever you choose. But it's all in your head. It's all coming from your brain. And the midos then become totally dependent on this ratzon. Because at the end of the day, the ratzon, this lower ratzon, is its penimius and its chayas. That's what is, that is the energy that's going into it. Because at the end of the day, the midos are you. The midos are me. That's the real me. Right? And so what I'm feeling and what I'm going to do is based on those midos. So if I have enough of a kach in learning, in learning Hasidis, in learning, I'm going to wake up on time for, for, for a Hasidis class. And I'm going to learn to go to the Mimer. And if I don't, so I'm not going to. It's just not going to happen. Right? Like I always say, you know, it's all, everyone has difficulty waking up for a Hasidis class. Okay, tell them that they have a plane to leaving for Europe at this time. How difficult is it going to be to wake up for, to go to the airport? How many people wait, sleep in to you know, pass their flights? I'm not saying it never happens, but it, it doesn't usually happen. All of a sudden, now they're, they're up at 5.30 in the morning getting ready, they're packing their bags, and they have to go to the Uber, and they have to, uh, 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 they're running around. What happened? What's the difference? Both situations, you're waking up at 5.30 in the morning. This one you're up, and this one you can't. You're sleeping through till eleven o'clock in the morning. You didn't even you didn't even know. That you, I, I didn't hear my alarm clock. What do you mean you didn't hear your? Alarm? Yesterday you heard your alarm clock. Today you don't hear your alarm clock. What happened here? Uh, you know, it's, it's all in the ears. That's the key point. This rotson that we're talking about is a rotson that's nimshach from the seichel. The seichel decides. That's what it means. Mayach shalet al halev. The mayach is educating the heart. It is the thing that is directing the traffic in me, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. You have to use, if you use your brain wisely, then, then this is the way it works. <laughs> now, what does that mean? What does that mean? The, it's saying the, the also come from the Seichel, right? But this comes from a higher place within the Seichel. Will the Maila Mahamidas and Nimshahami? Kikafir Tsaino, Bahadavar, Kena Sehamidalaze. Continue, what is it? Josh, continue. Because his will. Can you help him? His will forms his emotions. That's right. That's right. Very good. That's right. That according to his will, that's how his emotion is going to be. If he decides in his mind that this is worth my time, worth my effort, so then my emotion is going to be in that way. My, my mida of chesed, my mida of gvura, whether I'm going towards this thing, whether I'm staying away from this thing, right? It's, it's going to form based on my, basically based on my, my conclusion from my seichel. Right? My bechein. Right, so I'm thinking, 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 thinking. I decided that you know I really have to. Uh, I don't know. I really have to lose weight. You know, so therefore, uh, the best way to lose weight is by running every morning. That's what I decided. You know, I heard uh, all these different uh, speeches about it. I heard. I listened to these classes about it. And Dafka learn running. Uh, you know, five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. It's a bechain. So I made that bechain. 
Now, depending on how much I buy into this thing, right, that's going to be my rutzen. That rutzen is going to then drive my midos to wake me up in the morning to, in fact, put on my sneakers and get out there and run. In, the time, in terms of Hasidis, it's going to be that, like we just talked about, Rav Shmuel Munkas. Like I just told you a story. This is what the Alter Rebbe's Hasidim, all the Alter Rebbe's Hasidim would do this thing. So uh, for most of us, it goes in one ear, out the other ear. Right? That's the way it goes. Well, that's a nice story. It's a nice idea. Some people will say, well, if the Alter Rebbe's Hasidim would do that avoida. Maybe that's something I should do. Right? Is it easy? No, it's very, very hard. Very hard to do that. But wait a minute, it's not learning a Taisvos. You're right. That's what we were talking about last night. It's not about necessarily the learning of the Torah. It's about changing oneself. That's a hard avoidance, change oneself. Back to what Michal said, how do we know that that's our avoidance? That's our main avoidance. Yeah, Hasidus doesn't change. So, so that's our main avoidance. Is it our main avoidance? I don't know if it's a main avoidance, but it's definitely a foundational event of Hasidus. There's no question about it. Most people don't choose to do that. So why would we have so much for bison every time? I used to yell about the for bison, but now I gave up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Adarabas. It's a very good question. It's a very good question. The objective is not the objective is not that you should not have that the for bison shouldn't be on the table. It's that you shouldn't partake in the for bison to such an extent that you don't have to cuck into eating every little candy and every little you know uh, jelly bean. Oh, I want only the red ones. Mm. They'd have for bison too. You hear the story of the lung, right? That was a delicacy in those days. That's what they were serving. It's true. And then you have the guy after after listening to this class and bringing tonight, he's going to say, oh, wait! I, may, I, I, I don't want to say it, but I'm not, not going to eat that, 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 those jelly beans. Come on. Never do that. He has to call the attention to himself now. You know, it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm fighting. You know, like. Also, you have that guy. <laughs> did you notice, by the way? At the, did you notice I didn't eat the jelly beans? Okay, I just want to make sure that everyone around here. Okay, anyway. Ariamidos right talui baratzen. So he says, what? Kikfirutzayno v'adavar kinasa midalizem v'toyra or. So in, in the Alter Rebbe explains in the Maimer and Torah Or that this Ratzon that we've been talking about is called Das Tachton. Now what does it mean Das Tachton? That means that there has to be a Das Elyon, obviously. So where's the Das Elyon? Where's the Das Tachton? So now we know where Das Tachton is. Where's Das Tachton? Where's Das Tachton? Yochanan? Into, into the Midas. So that's Das Tachton. Where's Das Elyon? First of all, what's dot? Give me one a one word. Internalization. What? Internalization. Internalization. But in this in this way, what we're using it as a, it's a bridge, right? That's what we're that's how we're using it, right? But it is internalization, right? So we're saying, tachton is the bridge or the internalization of whatever I have in my mind into my midos, and then it becomes the driving force for it. So you have to say that there has to be a das elyon also. Where does the das elyon then? Between the seichel and. No, that's good. That was a good uh, guess, though. It's between Chachma and Bina. That's Elyon is Chachma to Bina. Okay, so therefore, you have to also have, when an idea comes into your mind, right? Chachma, a spark of Chachma. <coughs> there has to be a bridge that causes me to now 
delve into whatever that idea, that initial idea is. So why would bring you choose it to, to delve into whatever came into your mind? That's it. It's not. You decide that this is what you know. Like we just gave a story, so that's only chachma by you right now. Are you going to cause it to go into bina by you? That's 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 das elyon. Right? Are you going to think about it? Are you going to spend time like thinking about all the different ideas behind it, or thinking about all the details, and just thinking about how this would, would apply to me, or how not apply to me, or how this is, you know. We could always use the excuse that this doesn't apply to our generation; it applies to a hundred years ago. So I don't have to worry about working on myself, right? Those are all different things that are my Yetzirah that are trying to stop it from going into uh, into Bina, right? Viter. So he uh, says, yep. When someone thinks about taking on something like this is good for me, um, if I want it, I want to do it. <coughs> is the intention of why they're going to do that, like their conscious intention, does that matter? Or is that kind of like a, a Yetzirah trying to keep them from doing that thing? I don't understand. Say it again. So, like, their intention behind doing something like not doing what they want. Mm-hmm. Let's say the intention is because I want to be better than everyone else. Well, like, I mean, there shouldn't be any uh, any thought in his mind about anyone else. It's totally not. It's right. totally irrelevant. To all the other people. So I'm I'm saying, but let's say that is the reason. Should they not do that or take time to work on their intention before they start? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's probably Yitzhahara. I mean, the bottom line is that you could also, you could also do all this mitzad. You just want to, you know, lose weight and look good. Right. Right. This whole concept, for instance, if you're talking about just the food part, we're just talking about the food part. But really, obviously, this applies way beyond food. I mean, that is like that's the least of the discussion here, right? Uh, so there has to be an intention in this because I wanted to serve the Avishter. That's that's why I'm doing this, right. right? That's that's what's behind it. That has to be the intention, you know, behind anything that a person would do in this nate in this way, right? Has to be uh, he's doing it to serve Hashem. That's, that's why he's doing it, and it's really irrelevant for everyone else. I mean, that's, that's like it just has nothing to do with it. So if he if he if he does have that thought in his mind, so then it's something that he has to work on a little bit to recognize that. Uh, what you know, me compared to anyone else is is like not part of the game here. That's just not the does, game. Does the ulterior motive make the avoda that you did like in this way be considered like it's not actually an avoda? It's just like, oh well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Probably, probably it, it backfires on him. I would imagine because it could cause him to become more of a yesh than anything else. That's the whole problem, you know, like. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we should discuss it now, but it's a discussion, right? To have, uh, like, I'm, we'll discuss it with the rabbis. But my opinion, and I'm not going to say that I'm going to win, but uh, my opinion is, like, for instance, uh, people want to have a separate minion that's going to go slower, right? Which on the the, the some surface of the idea is a is it the right idea? It's a that's a very very positive thing. Why is it positive? Because a person should want to drive in slower. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. That's a very positive thing. But on the other hand, it could be it to turn into a big yeshus thing. We have the tzaddikim minion and we have the rishayim minion. You know what I mean? It's, and the tzaddikim minion feel very, very positive about themselves that they're right. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying there is such a concept. Like I remember in yeshiva, we had same same concept. These any concept that you guys can think about, 
it, it happened already. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was the guy. I was the bacher. You know, you know. It's like you know. It's, it, none of these ideas are new ideas. You know, everyone thinks, oh, I came like he invented, you know, he discovered America. You know, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> America was discovered a long time before you came around into the world. Like my son said, I'll tell you. Uh, he learned, uh, he's learning Mishnayis in Shabbos about the ideas of one of the, in Paragimel talks about the idea, are you allowed to put a pipe of cold water through the Chame Tveria, through the hot springs of Tveria, right? So, another question, because it'll warm up the heat, can you do that on Shabbos, can you do it on Yantif, whatever. And he said, you know, it's like, this is from the times of the Mabel, and Hashem didn't close the things, and you see that's like a geyser. And therefore that proves that America, that Hashem knew about America even before anything, because you have the geysers in, in uh, like, in Yellowstone Park. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Hashem, that's the proof that Hashem knew about America, because it was from the times of the Nayah, from the times of the Mabel. And he says, we should tell everyone, because everyone believes in Noah and the Ark. I always hear everyone talking about Noah and the Ark. You even see it in the stores. You see, like, this boat and the, the animals in it. So you see, even the whole world knows about it. So this should show them that, that, uh, that Hashem, right, knew about America, and Hashem, you know, Hashem, I'm <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so the same idea here. So uh, every every idea that any Bachar thinks about, believe me, it, it was like hashed out like many times over. And the truth is, you have to hash it out also. Every generation, you have to hash out the same ideas because you have to go through the same avoda. But going back to our idea, what we're saying here, it, you could see in yourselves, not in yourselves, you could see with this, this concept that really what's supposed to happen here is that it's supposed to make me more into an ayin, into a nothing. Right, that that's the whole avo- the whole concept of voda is to m- make the yesh into an ayin. That's the whole what? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. The whole uh, the whole concept of voda is to make the yesh into an ayin. But a lot of times with with people, uh, everyone, right? It could be that it makes him more into a yesh. Oh, I'm such a holy person, right? I I, I daven very slowly. And I'm better than other people, or I don't eat. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. The jelly beans at the at the Fabrangan. Did you see the guy next to me? He was you know, busy, just, you know, figuring out which ones are the cherry ones and which ones are the orange ones, you know. But me, I wouldn't even look at them. I kept my eye. I kept my hand in front of my eye. You know. In other words, it, it's it's a very tricky streak. It's a very interesting world because it's very subtle, and the more you work on yourself, the more subtle it becomes. And it makes it it's trickier. It's like the levels, you know, in like a video game, right? In the beginning, you think, oh, this is so hard. But then you start getting past those, and then you get to the real levels of really, really hard. Like there's a famous story about Rabzusha uh, Anapoli. Um, uh, the story goes that we know that Rabzusha had no money or whatever. And uh, he went to the Magid, right? He had to marry off a daughter. And the Magid, uh, and the Magid said, uh, you know, Magid wind up giving him money, one money, whatever. He gave him the money, uh, whatever it was, let's say five hundred dollars. And and on the way back, he heard, uh, you know, through one of these towns, he heard like screaming and crying uh, that um, uh, that uh, like the wedding was being held up because the the Hassan was thought that he was going to get a certain dowry. And the, and the wife's family, they lost the money and the whatever. And how much was it? It was $500. And he asked how it was looked. And like the famous, it's a famous story. And the bottom line is he said, oh, I found it. 
he goes to give it to them, and they're like, oh, they're, they think that he is such a great person, look at this great person, that, you know, he found it, and he said, but I want, I want, uh, I want uh, 20% as a finder's fee, or, 50, or 10% as a finder's fee, and they're like, what, you know, this is the money for, this is their money, and you know, and, 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 and oh, I want 20, oh, and, and they're, they're going to bring him to the rub, and, they, and, and everyone's so angry at him now, and whatever, and they go to the rub of the city, and he says, oh, I want my 10%, and oh, how could you say such a thing, this poor, you know, orphan girl, you know, and finally, the rub passes, no, he doesn't get it, oh, okay, then, then they're all cheering, they won this, this scoundrel, you know, whatever, and he goes off, and and this, and then so the the rav was like still not to understand. I mean, Reb Zusha is a famous student of the Magid, and he thinks to himself, next time he goes to the Magid, he's going to ask him about this whole episode. And so he goes to the Magid, and he says, you know, this is what happened. Like, how could it be that your student, you know, he's supposed to be such a great person, he was demanding. So the Magid starts laughing. He says that money was not anything that he found. That was the five hundred dollars that I gave him for his daughter to get married. So then he said. The, the rub was shocked, of course, and he said, uh, well, "Why did he? Uh, why did he do this whole thing, demanding ten percent finder's fee, whatever?" Like, what, what, what? he says, because he didn't want people to think that he was such a great person. He didn't want the arrogance to hit him. He didn't want to be known, right? This whole thing that he should better, that he should be, uh, you know. Uh, so he was totally, the rabbi was totally floored by the whole experience. I mean, think about, think through, like, in ourselves, right? Like, we always want to, like, look, you know, good, you know, to the world, or whatever. Here he's dafka making himself look bad. But Payal Mamish, he did the mitzvah, unbelievable, right? But, like, everyone, when we want, when we, when we do things, we want, we want to look good, we want to, you know, be positive, whatever, we want. So this is, so this is the, this is a very, very uh, subtle Experience that a person has to work towards. Now, we're not holding on the level of Rabbi Zusha, obviously, not even you know in the same same uh, stratosphere as Rabbi Zusha. But at the, on the other hand, it's something to keep in mind. So going back to your story, so if you know you know uh, you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, I'm such, I'm so great," you know, I'm at the Fabrengen, the guy next to me, he's checking out which ones are the cherries and which ones are the grape, you know, you know, uh, jelly beans, and I I don't even look at the jelly bean. So you have to come to terms with yourself that you know maybe you should just go ahead and eat a jelly bean. It'd be better for you to eat the jelly bean than than to be that type of guy. And the truth is, you should eat the jelly bean in that situation because you are, are, are playing into your yitzhara. And sometimes it's better for you to eat the chocolate cake than to be the guy that's I'm, oh I don't eat chocolate cake. You know I'm like you know. So you have to see within yourself. That's why real avoda that we're starting to discuss that you're fi- finally becoming introduced to. That's what Chabad was all the years. This is what Chabad Chassidus is all about. Like not, you know, of course it's outreach and it's, you know, and, that, and we accomplish so much with Mitzayim and, and outreach and opening up Chabad House and everything like that. But the Avoda on the self is where it's really, it, that's where it really counts. That's really, really where it, like, it hits home. Right? And, and that's where it's really, really hard. It's really hard. And that's the Indian of Abbas Yisrael and the Indian of, you know, you know, all these points, like in a, in a very, very deep, deep way. Uh, I'll end with the story. So, so, okay, one, uh, let me just finish the story and then you can ask your question. So there's a chassid in Kfar Chabad that everyone loved. And they, you know, it's, it's, it's not so common that everyone loves one person, you know what I mean? It's like, I think I told you this story before. And, 
And it's a very important story, though, to, to, to now in this context, now that you're understanding more about Hasidus, you'll understand the story better. And this Hasid, they asked him, why does everyone love you? So he said, so when you are so peaceful with yourself, so then you have a war with everyone else around you. Because everything that you do is perfect, and everything that you do is right, and everything that you, right? So therefore, you're constantly fighting with everyone else around you. But when you're so busy having a war with yourself and constantly working on yourself and from not eat the jelly beans to yes, eat the jelly beans, right? Because you have to switch now because now it became an arrogance thing, right? right? And you're trying to figure out which way you're going. You don't have time to fight with everyone else. And with everyone else, you're, you're at peace. So the question is, you're always going to be at, at war with something. So who are you at war with? If you're at war with yourself, then you have time to be at peace with everyone else. If you're at peace with yourself, then you're going to fight a war with everyone around you. It's a very, very clever um, idea. Yes, Michal, what's your question? Isn't, let's say someone eats less or eats more healthy, not because he thinks in his mind, I want to say David, or he think that it's better for him. Uh, he's still doing his coffee, uh, uh, but I think he will become I'm not sure. I don't understand your question. Let's say so, it one more so, time. Someone that is eating less will become, become more, uh, less meushe than someone that is eating everything that came to his plate. You say or, that, or yes or no, because it could be the other way around also, because he thinks of himself as being such a holy person because he only eats, oh, I'm doing a scafia and I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Could be that opposite. Could be that eating whatever he happens to have on his plate might be a, it might be a bigger escafia. The, the kavana goes over the mice in this case. The kavana is always the most important. Where, where are you coming from, right? Where are you coming from, for sure? So the bottom line is that the union of doing escafia, but the union of going escafia sometimes means eating more, and sometimes means eating less. Sometimes it means eating the jelly beans. Sometimes it means not eating the jelly beans. Sometimes it means eating the chicken. Sometimes it means eating the fish. It's, it becomes much, much, right? It becomes much more of a subtle experience. But what he's trying, but what the point is that I'm trying to say to you is that when you're busy working on yourself, so then that becomes your avoida. Then you're you're very much. First of all, you're very much. You become much more of a bitoldika person because you recognize where you're really holding. Right? I mean, in Be'emis, where you're really holding. Not, uh, you know, you know you, oh, I'm trying to be like, you know, I'm very modest, you know. All the, only the most modest people are going to dance this hakafa, you know, so everyone runs to the front, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the most modest. Oh, I'm the most, I'm the biggest honor, right? In the Bhavad memoirs. You read it, right? Not yet. You read it? Not yet. Okay, so this is a very famous story over there. Rebbe's memoirs, volume one. So he says like this. So so the point is that the point is that you become very very you know into working with yourself, and you're able to laugh at yourself. That's the most important part. See them like to, see them are able to laugh at themselves, right? But Mendel was always laughing at himself. People are always laughing at. If you're laughing at yourself, then then you're not you're not ever going to get into a fight with other people. When you see you again. You see, yeah, and you and you could laugh at yourself how foolish you. We're constantly falling to the nefesh of Bahamas. We're constantly losing the battle, right? We're always losing Terry Yitzharas all day long. We're losing Terry Yitzharas. The Yitzharas is so much trickier than we think that it is, and we're constantly losing. And so, therefore, if you're busy laughing at yourself, 
So then you're never going to get into problems with anyone else. It's when you start taking yourself so seriously, so then all of a sudden everyone is like, oh, then, you, then you're, con- you're constantly fighting with the whole world. What's the self you're laughing at? You're laughing at your nephew of Bahamis, you're laughing at your nephew of Keys, you're laughing at both, you're laughing at how, you know, how silly you are, that you're, you know, you're being dragged by the nose you know, in this direction, you're dragged by the nose in that direction. The Yitzhahara is constantly dragging us all day long, everywhere, and we don't even realize that that's happening. We don't even realize what's going on. So you get able to laugh at yourself. Look how, like, how ridiculous I am. Oh, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Am I davening? I'm so serious. Am I learning? I'm so serious. You know, oh, oh, oh I'm becoming such a... On the other hand, oh, you look at... You're, you're, oh, I'm being pulled to this and pulled to that. It's, it, it, Hasidim always were known to be freilicher people, happy people, because they were able to laugh at themselves. They're able to see themselves for who they really are. And it's, and it's okay. That's like, it's, like, it's like funny. It's funny if you think about it. Like, this is what... Ezehara is doing to me. Oh well, I'm such a big tzaddik because I don't eat cherry jelly. Oh, so, <laughs> like wow! Let's all have a round of applause. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? Like, how ridiculous is that? And you get, but you get into it. You know, all of a sudden, I, oh, you're like, you're like diving into the savoda, and then you like realize, like, oh my gosh, Ezehara got me again. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, no matter how you turn, Ezehara. But when you do that, then you can laugh at yourself constantly. You're never going to have an issue of Abbas Yisrael. Because you're never being judgmental of anyone else because you're constantly playing, you're always in the game with yourself. But when you're perfect and you're like, oh, I'm a big tzaddik and I daven so long and I do a scafia on food and I do this and I do that. So then you're always looking at everyone else. Oh, this guy's not as good as me and this guy does this and this guy does this wrong and this guy does not Because... That's just the way it works. Which chapter is this? What? Chapter is this? Of which? Tanya. Which part? I've said it like <laughs> the whole Tanya. That's uh, that's uh, that's Lamed base. The first part of yeah. Lamed base. The bottom line is that he, when he's disgusted by himself, so then he he, he like recognizes that. Uh, that uh, you know that how great other people are you know what I mean he's able to appreciate other people but if he's so busy you know worrying about that I have to have my coffee you know medium rare and you know oh you know oh it's always gonna you know send it back to the kitchen you know to, uh, you know fight with his wife you know fight with this fight with that you know it's like uh, it's like it's like what you said like just it's okay to be a loser yeah that's right I don't know, but that's that's that is the key and so then you can smile all day long. You could laugh. You're laughing at yourself all day long. You, you laugh at the situations. And you sort of see, you know, you like look at the situations that are going on in your life. And you just sort of see how Hashem is just playing this game with you. And you like sit back and you're like, oh my God, this is like so ridiculous, you know. <laughs> well, I, I both spoke to at the same time. What? Yeah, Hakaf is like, well, and they, and so all the, the most of people, please stand up. That's why when when Baruch is trying to figure out which direction to go, whether to be more to be Hasidic or not Hasidic, and he's traveling around trying to figure out what is his avoda. So he's like, like it's disgusting these these different events that he saw to try to bring out what was going on. What were you saying? What uh, example of what comes up food? food, talking, music, uh, what you look at, uh, you know, it's it's everything. It's all day long. 
the whole your whole life is that is, is always being decisions and questions and what should I be doing now and that, uh, going out for a break not going out for a break going this uh, talking on the phone not talking on the phone looking at my phone not looking at my phone talking to my colleague not talking to my colleague uh, I mean the whole it's like it's like every single second of the day is this game what you just don't realize that it's happening <laughs> what if someone says like oh like what if someone just wants you to suffer like it's not suffering. It's, you don't, it, you don't reckon, want you to be happy? It, no, this is the happiness. This is the happiness. That's the whole point. Because he's able to laugh. He's able to see the comedy. It's, you know, like watching a you know, Woody Allen show. You know, it's like funny. It's like he's laughing at, laughing at like the silliest jokes, you know, like the stupid things that are happening in life. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's before your time, right? Uh, that was 1970s, you know. That was back in my time, right? But, oh, is this on tape? Oh. But anyway, so, uh, you know, it's it's... It's, 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 it's seeing the funny things that are going on in your life and being able to laugh at them and serve the Abishter with them. And that's it. And so therefore it becomes like grateful to be alive, grateful by the events and like just enjoying the, 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 the trip, so to speak. Because you know? it's a trip. You know what I mean? And so therefore when you're busy doing that, you don't have time to be fighting so many battles with so many people and arguing and this and that. And then you begin to see like, oh, well, special and I'm so great and I'm so come on you know <laughs> it's like it's okay but the problem is that most of us are very sensitive to ourselves not sensitive to other people what we should be is a little bit less sensitive to ourselves and more sensitive to other people I mean that's that's basically okay, the that's point a real, that's, a, that's a really tough one huh? that's a real tough one everything that I've said today is tough <laughs> it's true it is. No, we're very sensitive to ourselves. We're very sensitive and we have to do it our way and we have to be like in this manner and it has to be, you know, I have to be like very serious and very... Uh, anyway, all right, that's enough for today. We'll pick up from Yitzhak Shem. I was hoping to at least finish the paragraph today, but, uh, you know, the Febrengans just keep on coming. What can we do, you know? All right, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.